You're listening to New Age Hipster Radio, home of spiritual rambles and high vibe combos. Always dogma free and a totally cool place to be. You can head to newagehipster.co for more spiritual awesome sauce. But for now, here's your host, Bix. Hi, everyone. It's Bix from New Age Hipster, and I'm here with another episode of New Age Hipster Radio. And today on the show, we have somebody who is very special. We have Vanessa Sage, who is a priestess, a tarot reader, a space holder, a magic maker. She works with clients through her mentoring. She does tarot. She runs a priestess certificate program. Um, she helps women to become more confident and empowered leaders and healers in the world. And she is someone who I consider to be one of my spiritual teachers. And I'm so excited to welcome her to the show. Yay! Yay! I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited that you're here because, like, you really, you really are somebody who I feel like I feel like we're peers and we're friends, but I also feel like you have taught me so much about um, so many things, actually. So it's very exciting to have you here. Oh, thank you. And you know, you have taught me a lot as well, and um, I'm just so grateful to know you, honestly. Stop. <laughs> Me too. Let's <laughs> start with the love. <laughs> Yay! Bring the love. And what's really cool as well is like we just met on the internet, right? Yeah. Like I can't even remember how we met now, how we kind of first came. I, I found out about you um, and just absolutely loved your YouTube videos and I got in touch. And I'm like, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love your YouTube videos. Yeah, and I kind of you've read you've done readings for me. Yes. Yeah, I do I do remember some of those. You're so helpful. You, t- <laughs> you told yes. me I'm a priestess. Very helpful. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny because that's like quite a few years ago now, actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's so I kind of I didn't like totally forget about that, but when I think of you now, like I think of you as like being one of my teachers. I don't think about you so much as being somebody that is like one of my clients. But then it's all the same thing, right? Like we're all helping each other to get where we're going. Yeah, you know, I think about it as like a circle of support. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all just holding each other's hands through this world. I love uh, that so much and I love that you like so much of your teaching is is about that yeah I mean I I feel like you know I had a I had a vision um I guess it was about five years ago um because I'm heading into the fifth year of doing priestess training and I had a vision and I was holding all of my teacher's hands Mm. And they kind of welcomed me in and held my hand. And I realized in that moment that we're all each other's teachers, yes. you know, that, and, and that I want to be the kind of teacher that holds hands, you know, and that we're, you know, and in, in um, I do the circle way. And one of the things they taught, and this was before I actually started doing the circle way that I had this vision, but uh, in the circle way, they talk about there's a leader in every chair. And so when you approach the work that way, um, so much shifts and changes. 
Um, and it really is about sharing power. It really is about power with. And um, that's, I think, you know, when you can look into someone's eyes and, and honor their wisdom and honor that they are a teacher, even as you are sharing and teaching, uh, it, 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 everything changes. Yeah. Yeah. So much because every, everybody is a spiritual teacher, right? Like the person making your coffee can be a spiritual teacher. Like everyone's teaching us something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the, um, sometimes the, our, the people who are kind of like out there as spiritual teachers, you know, people who are kind of in, in a little bit of that, like guru energy, um, sometimes like, not that they're not people that we can't learn from, but I kind of feel like the, the energy is shifting a lot. And I, I feel less and less drawn to um, people who are kind of like, Oh, I have all the answers and like, come and join me and you'll be like as good as me kind of, kind of vibe. I think it's really shifting and really changing, which is exciting. Absolutely. And like, I'm a, I'm a bit of, I honestly, I'm a bit of a rebel and I, I really don't like being told what to do. And so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so like, cause who, who really does like being told what to do? Like, do we really, is that, is that the most empowering way? Um, so as soon as I see that someone has all the answers, the conversation is closed, there's no room for discussion. Um, I just run for the hills. Like that's not. Um, and I think, you know, I've been thinking about why is that? Um, and I think there's a couple of things. One of them, I mean, I grew up with, I grew up with academics and I, it's, it's really interesting. We're talking about teachers, you know, and I, I met all of their friends, you know, so all the, <laughs> so I literally, you know, grew up with teachers and I, I just saw at a very, very, very young age that they were all human. And I just never, even as a kid, I didn't look at my teachers, even my school teachers, or, you know, when I went into university, my professors, um, with anything but the fact that they were human and that, that, and that everything was up for discussion, really, you know, and that's exciting when, when you're, when you're kind of approaching people with, with, <laughs> with that, with that, um, understanding, uh, I, I was very hard to supervise, I must say, <laughs> uh, which is, I think, why I work for myself is, um, I'd be like, no, I want to make this paper into a poem. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we were, we were just talking before the call as well about like, what are we going to talk about on the call? Um, and you mentioned the priestess, poet and PhD, like the three P's of your life. And it's like, oh, God, like what a combination is that? It's incredible. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, when I was very young, I, we had a poet friend in, in the family and, you know, you know like, published author, you know, and he, I, I just loved poetry. I just, I just loved it. And, um, he was so encouraging. And I remember when I was very young, we were sitting at the kitchen table and he looked at me and he said, you're a poet. 
And it was the kind of naming that I really needed in my life. Mm. And you know, I've, I've self-published a book of poetry and I, I would, I'm, I'm working on um, more, more, more books in, in the future. Um, but for me, it's not necessarily about the craft of writing. You know, I don't, I, I intentionally chose not to go into an MFA, even though everyone was like, why aren't you going into an MFA? And I just, I really, I had this strong sense that it would kill the writing for me. Mm. Um, and when I was really interested in craft, I would, you know, do lots of really interesting things with line spacing and actually write a lot of kind of visual poetry. Um, which is which was fun, but at the same time, I'm so so much more interested in what it what it is like to live a poetic life, mm. um, so that everything becomes poetry, um, and you know, poetry helped me out through my deepest depression. Uh, it brought me back to life. You know, I talk a lot about enchantment, awe, wonder, and hope, and it's out of those places of despair that it's always informed that way. Um, you know, if I'm out by the ocean and, you know, inspired and writing a poem or something like that, it's, it is a radical act for me. Um, and it, it's a life-saving act for me. It's, and, and I think that it is for a lot of people. And so what I really try and do is just encourage that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, look outside. You know, uh, one of the things Pema Chodron says when, when talking about ways to work with depression is to simply change your view, is to just, you know, if you can't, if you're so down, you can't even get outside, look out the window. Yeah. You know, always just bringing in a larger perspective. And so, yeah, my poetry does, I, it tries to do that. It tries to you know, make space for beauty uh, out of that despair and bring in this larger perspective and spirit. Because uh, that's where I find the divine is, uh, is when I'm outside in nature. And, and how do you communicate that? How do you, how do you express that and then, um, you know, inspire others or, you know, in, be engaged in that conversation. That's what I'm really interested in. Yeah, I love so much that you, um, you you talk about this a lot and you have the, I think the hashtag is enchant your everyday. Is that the correct hashtag? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Before I tell everyone to go to like some random hashtag. Um, but I love the, like the idea behind like this teaching that you do, like this work that you do around that is to just like remind people that the magic doesn't have to be like some massive, angel like appearing to you out of nowhere like there's magic everywhere like we we have to just like be open to to seeing it and connecting with it yeah um <laughs> i have another hashtag willing to live in magic mm. and i actually just created that for myself and i i now have like a facebook group for my community it's like my free facebook group for my community it's called willing to live in magic and I just actually started doing that for myself. Like, what would it be like to be willing to live in magic? Mm. What would my life look like? You know, and another thing I would ask myself is like, how good am I willing to feel? Yeah. How good am I willing to feel? 
what does that look like? And, you know, having these kind of guiding questions, you know, helps me make choices and decisions and, <laughs> and helps me come back when I'm like, oh, you're not really living in magic right now. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> you seem committed to not feeling very good. <laughs> I think it's time to enchant your every day. You know, it's so funny how, you know, these things can kind of come into your life. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, these just these guiding principles. And actually, I started Enchant Your Every Day um, as a kind of online program. And I'm actually hoping to, to bring it back in the future. Um, and that's actually what led into Priestess. So a lot of my priestessing is from this, is from this perspective as well, is because I ask, I, you know, ask myself and I ask, um, you know, the people in my programs, like, what is it, what is it like to live priestessing inside? Um, what would your life look like? How would you feel? How would you get up in the morning? Um, you know, not about outward appearances or, you know, these, 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 I, cause, cause honestly, sometimes I look at kind of the wider, I don't even know, like, is there like the wider priestess community? I mean, sometimes I'm so inspired and also I don't always fit in. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> so trying to fit yep. myself into someone else's box just doesn't work for me. So, you know, back to the rebel. Um, but if it's coming from inside, what is that for me? Um, that, that, that changes, that changes it. Cause it's not, it's no longer about this external outward, you know, this, this external outward thing. It's about what is it like for me to connect in with the divine and how can I share that with others? That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's been, cause I've been on the priestess course for the last year and it's been an incredible journey for me. Um, and I remember like, I don't know if I actually said it to you at the start of the course or I shared it in the group or shared it with someone anyway, where I, I kind of had like this weird relationship, like with the word priestess. It's like, that's not me. Like that's somebody else. Like, you know, Vanessa's a priestess. I'm a tarot reader who's taking a, <laughs> who's taking this course um, that's called priestess. Like, I'm not a priestess. Um, but during the the course, like everything that we've done, like all of the training, and not just the training, but all of the you know the things that I've I've experienced in between the the content and the support um, has really made me realize that actually being a priestess is not about you know, here's your crown and like off you go to lead your community. It's really about like how, yeah, like how you're living your life and what you're doing when nobody's watching you. It's not just about who you are when you're, when you're leading a circle or doing a talk or running a workshop or, you know, even working one-to-one -one with people. It's like, who are you like the rest of the time? How are you living your life? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, probably about, I don't know, 80, 90% of people who take my program uh, over the years will say, I don't know why I signed up. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really interesting because I, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And the truth of them, because I don't, the thing is, I don't actually ever define priestessing. Yeah. Um, for people like the, a lot of the, a lot of the process is actually coming to your own understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by the end, people tend to have a very strong understanding of what it means in their life. Um, and it's often radically different than what they started. Yeah. Um, because there's this idea of stepping into this archetype um, and that this archetype looks a certain way. But I mean, what I'm really interested in is what is it like to be a leader in your own life? Mm. Um, yeah. 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 I definitely experienced that. <laughs> I definitely experienced that from being a, from being a part of it. Um, Cause one of, one of the really big things that has, has shifted for me, like over this, over this last year of like, you know, working all this out for myself is like a year ago before I did this course, I was really struggling to take time off, especially Mm -hmm. taking time off during like the nine to five when everybody else was at work. Uh, I was pretty good at like kind of starting to take weekends off and, um, you know, make sure I was getting some time on the weekend in the evenings, but I would very rarely like take a morning off or take an afternoon off. And now I'm like, where can I get this? Where can I get some time off? (laughs) I'm like, I'm having this day. I'm having this afternoon. Like I need it. Like to be able to do the work that I'm doing um, for other people. Like I really need to be looking after myself in that way. And for me, like that's a big part of processing. And, you know, I had this idea that, oh yeah, I'm going to be a more confident leader and be able to like run my groups with like, you know, a bit more, bit more confidence and, and just generally be a better, better teacher and leader myself. But now I'm like, all I want to do is just like look after myself, <laughs> which was not what I was expecting. Well, and then you end up being a better leader and taking care of your group. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, that actually happened for me as well this year. Um, you know, I work really hard. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I have a long to-do list. I'm, very, I'm pretty organized. Um, I, I am very right. I'm very left-brained in a lot, a lot of ways. Um, and so it can be a struggle for me to actually take time off. Mm-hmm. And also, I love the work, right? Because yeah. um, it's it, it would be very very easy for me to do this basically 24 7 all the time like you know read all the books and yeah. <laughs> I'm a learner I love I love learning and you know so I can put pressure on myself to you know stay up on the latest literature and do this and this um but I also realized that I needed to take care of myself and take time off and so, you know, I'm implementing stronger social media boundaries, stronger email boundaries, stronger group boundaries, um, which has been really wonderful, uh, sometimes uncomfortable, right? When you set mm-hmm. boundaries, it can always be uncomfortable. Um, and we actually decided to go to Greece for a month yeah. while I was running two programs, <laughs> which a year ago wouldn't have even been an option. It would have been, (laughs) but I asked myself, what would it be like to live priestessing? And, um, I, I had wanted to do this for many years and, um, 
and you, when is the time right? You gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, tell us about your trip because it was essentially like a pilgrimage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's. I just. I just got back, so it's still hard to talk about um, mm-hmm. because you know you're still kind of integrating and learning the lessons and you know what happened there. Um, we, we went to Greece for a lunar cycle, basically. Uh, we left on a new moon and came back on a new moon, right? Just right before. I, can, I, can I just say, like, I love that that's how you plan your, like, that's how you plan a trip. <laughs> we're going from the new moon to the new moon. Like, that's how we're doing it. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah, and because it, it was, and then you could watch the moon, you know, as yeah. you were going through. Mm-hmm. And, kind of knowing where you were in the trip, which was really, was really interesting. Part of it was my, my partner and I were engaged and um, we always talked about before we um, got married or hand fasted that we wanted to go on a pre pilgrimage. And my, my little sister and uh, my partner um, are quite goofy and funny and they called it the prune, the pre honeymoon. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) part of it was that, part of it was, you know, my partner and I's own personal pilgrimage in our own relationship and deepening that relationship and, um, and just, and, and traveling together and kind of trying to understand what kind of lives we really want to live. Yeah. So that was kind of, kind of in the background. Um, and we both, I think on our first date actually said we wanted to go to Greece Mm-hmm. Um, just as places we wanted to go, not like first date we're going to Greece together. <laughs> not what happened. Um, <laughs> and you know, I've always felt very connected to the goddesses. I've I um, really, really wanted to experience experience it. Like it's very different reading about something in a book and seeing an image mm. compared to seeing it in front of you. Um, and I had to face a lot of fears. I, I realized, realized that, um, when it says in a mountain, it's in a mountain, it's not (laughs) below a mountain. mountain. You're driving into a mountain. Um, and, uh, there's no guardrails. (laughs) Mm. And, you know, there were several moments when I had to really face some really, really deep fears, um, especially in Delphi. Uh, so I, there were a few places that were very, very important for me to go. One was Eleusis. I had to actually go there twice in order to go see it because I, um, I didn't show up in time. We took some wrong turns and we missed it by like 10 minutes. Um, and so we actually had to go back. Um, the other was Delphi and the other was, um, Canossus in Crete to, you know, see the snake goddess and be a part, be in the Minoan religion. It was amazing. Um, but we get to Delphi and I broke down. I just started crying. I just, it was terrifying because it was in it's in the middle of a mountain 
And this place that I had dreamed of going my whole life, I didn't even know if I'd be able to get there because it would mean driving more down the mountain. <laughs> and I didn't want to move. I was so scared. <laughs> I called my mother. <laughs> my mom was like, you need to come down. You're like, you can't stay up there. <laughs> come down from the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I, don't want I was so frozen in fear. Mm. Um, and she's like, you can't, you're going to have to come down. You're going to have, and she's, and I'm like, I'm never coming back here. I'm never doing this. She's like, well, you should probably make the most of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I did. I made the most of that day because I was sure I would never go back. Um, and, you know, when it came to going to the Temple of Athena, which is even more down the mountain, um, I had to, I, I, another half an hour of kind of like, really dealing with my fear and I have never been happier in my whole life that was one of the best days of my entire life Ooh. and I think I will go back I think I'm I think I could go back now um and that felt like a tr you know that felt like such a true pilgrimage to me and someone post um a woman in my community posted about uh, a quote about pilgrimage and how if you're not, I can't remember the exact quote, but basically if you're not shaking before the divine, it's, it's not a pilgrimage. Mm. There are going to be those moments when um, there's, it's, it's something so much bigger than you and you can't control it and uh, you could die. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but of course, I mean, like people are going there, tours, everything. I mean, it's not dangerous. It just, it felt that way to me. Mm. Um, and so that was really, that gave me a strength um, that I'm, I'm very grateful for. And, you know, just seeing, I, I, I remember just seeing the goddesses and, and, you know, even thinking about it now, just tearing up, like, mm -hmm. this, there was a time in, in human history when the feminine was honored as divine. That's amazing. It's, and there was, there were priestesses mm. who, who honored that same divinity and how amazing to, and you know, we, we actually began talking about teachers to kind of step into that lineage in a much more real way in my, in my heart and mind and soul um, was so powerful. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, talk about, talk about a, uh, a big trip, right? Um, what I'm really curious about is when are you going to start doing um, pil pilgrimage retreats and invite all of us along to do that with you and go back? Yeah, we're, we are talking about that. Amazing. Amazing. I needed to do it first, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and, and, you know, how to make it accessible and, um, mm-hmm. everybody come to Delphi, you're going to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure this was like the best sales pitch. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but that's part of it though. That is part of travel. That's part of sacred travel yeah, yeah. is, um, putting yourself out of your comfort zone. Mm. And, honestly, that's part of, that's part of living, you know, yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, so yeah, we are talking about, we are talking about long-term, what, what that might look like, um, so stay tuned. Oh, yeah, well, you know, even though, um, <laughs> after everything you said, I still want to go, <laughs> Maybe even maybe even more so, right? Because we we all live like such safe little lives these days, don't we? Like you know, I mean, I sit in my I work from home, so I sit in my house most of the time. Like I go I go out for like food occasionally or like to see some friends, but most of the time I just sit in my in my office with my cats, um, which is really great. But it's very safe and comfy in here. (laughs) Like there's not a lot. Um, there's not, not a lot really pushing me out of my comfort zone. I mean, occasionally, you know, my guides are like, oh, Biggs, you got to do this crazy thing. It's like, oh, okay, what? But not, you know, it's not like standing on the edge of a cliff. Like, not literally. Yeah, there's a lot of cliffs. There are a lot of cliffs. Mm. It's funny, um, I'm, I'm going to write about a bit more about this, but um, one of the cards that I drew when we were deciding whether or not to go on the trip was the hermit um, from and I and I apologize. I don't know how to pronounce the name of the deck, but everyone calls it the Sassy Burrito deck. Um, there's a hermit card in there, and the hermit is looking out at the mountains. And you know, I'm an introvert. I also spend a lot of time in my office in my room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <Working>. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it really felt like when I was looking at that card it wasn't about being a hermit anymore. It was about stepping out into the world, mm. into those mountains. And now that I look back on it, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Um, and another, the other card I drew was the Ace of uh, Pentacles. And she literally has a bee uh, and a, she's got a peony and there's a bee there. And of course, Greece is, you know, the land of honey. Mm. Um, and it was literally like walking into paradise, like in our ideas of paradise actually come from Greece. Mm. Um, so it was, um, yeah, it was, it was so, so, so amazing. Um, but I, what actually, yeah, what I wanted to say about safety was, I think that that's actually been my lesson for this year. And it has been a painful lesson, I'm not going to lie, but to understand that I, I am not safe, mm. and that the all of the ways that I try and make myself safe are actually what cause me suffering. Um, and so I want to live. Mm, that's that's pretty deep, <laughs> and so true, so so true. You won't see me jumping out of any planes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If yeah. I was afraid in the car on the mountain, I'm not going to be. <laughs> no, 
I'm glad that I'm glad that you're back. I'm glad you survived, and I'm glad that you're you're gonna do it again at some point. Hopefully, I'll be there with you. Um, yeah, it's so it's so interesting about um about safety, right? Like we're all so scared to really put ourselves out there, whether it's you know putting yourself on the on the internet, starting a business, like whatever it is. But like we incarnated to have a human experience. Like yeah. I don't think that I incarnated just to sit in my office like, all day every day and just work. Like I'm pretty sure that there's other things that I'm supposed to be experiencing and doing. Yeah, it's um and and also valuing that work that you're doing, you know. Mm. Like, um it, it we we can't all be standing on the edge of a cliff every day all the time, you know. Um but you know, putting yourself out on the internet can feel like standing on the edge of the cliff. Yeah. That uh-huh. is that is very true, especially if you identify as an introvert. <laughs> very much. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there are these. It's interesting because um, you know, in the work that I do as a, as a priestess, um, one of the things that people um, attach to the idea of priestessing is leadership. Yes, and our ideas of leadership are very much, even within women's communities, are still very much informed by the patriarchy. They're still very mm-hmm. masculine, and they're still very extroverted. Um. And so one of the things that I talked a lot about this year was what, what is it like to be a quiet leader? Um, trying <laughs> in my quiet way. <laughs> to say that that's okay, you know, yeah. um, because it, it doesn't always have to look the way that, that we think that it looks. And that, you know, even from the beginning of our conversation, you know, what is it like to live your best life? Um, it doesn't always have to be um, standing up and ex- extra. Like a lot of people think I'm an extrovert. I have to tell people all the time I'm an introvert. Um, and I love people. Uh, I just get my energy from time to myself. Um, but yeah, it's interested, it's interesting to be an introverted (laughs) leader. Yeah. I, like, I really feel like this, this is one of the things that, um, that I find like so inspiring about you and the work that you're doing, because before I did the priestess training with you, I, I mean, I, like, I knew I could be a leader, but I didn't really didn't really fully kind of get how to do that without, you know, having to, having to put myself out there. Like I am a spiritual teacher, a spiritual leader, everyone like come hang out over here in my corner of the internet. Like that was just never going to be my, like, it's just not what I ever wanted to do, but I was finding it really hard with all of this information about, you know, you've got to market yourself in this certain way. You've got to like, Um, you know, make sure that people are like signing up for your stuff and you've got to like create a sales funnel, like all of these things that I kind of, you know, I kind of learned about it and I had a bit of a go with some things, but ultimately like that's not my style. Like that's not how, like it doesn't feel comfortable for me to be like, you know, everyone come sign up for this thing. Um, 
And so, yeah, like it's just been really inspiring to see the way that you lead and to be like, oh, wow, this is so refreshing, like to see a different way, like something that's not the way that we've been like programmed. If you're going to be a leader, a business owner, this is how you have to do it. Um, You're doing things in your own way and it's just awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I wonder. (laughs) I think it's awesome. I think it's really awesome. (laughs) Am I being very naive? Is this like, you know, other people are saying that this is how it's done and maybe you should listen and the whole thing. Yeah. Um, But I, uh, I don't know. I just, I try and think about how can I embody, embody the work and everything. Um, uh, Right down to marketing and all of that kind of thing. I mean, as an introvert, there are times when I have to like take a deep breath and press send (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Um, i mean we still we still need to tell people what we're doing right like otherwise yeah yeah Yeah. so try to find that balance Mm. Um, but you know there are ways of telling people as well right so yes yeah yeah it's just been like it's just been so great to be able to connect with, with not just you, but like, you know, everybody else who's been in in the program who are really coming at this work from a different place. You know, like we, we want to do the work. We don't want, well, not necessarily, not that there's anything wrong with that, but we're not kind of like going after the six figure business. (laughs) Like, you know, this is how much money you could make in your coaching business or whatever. Like that's not really what, that's not really why I started this work and I've you know I've got totally like um wrapped up in that a few times of like yeah I could make so much money and I could do all this cool stuff and there's nothing wrong with that of course like if that's your if that's Mm -hmm. your path and that feels good to you but if that's not your path and that doesn't feel good to you it can sort of feel a bit like well if I'm not going to be doing that like where do I go like how do I do this this work how do I run my own business if I'm not going to do it in the way that everybody's telling me that I need to do it yeah and I mean I, rem- I remember you because um you're a guest teacher you're a guest teacher mm-hmm. and I, yeah, remember- I forgot I forgot about I forgot that I am <laughs> and you're also running a workshop next year I'm yep. really excited about um but I remember one thing that you said in in the interview and you you had you said that what we're doing right now on the internet hasn't been done before. Mm. And so we're finding our way. Yeah. And of course the landscape changes and the conversations change and, and all of that kind of thing. But one of the things that I've kind of um, asked myself over and over and over again is how can I stand in integrity with my soul mm. and um, not betray it? It's, it's, uh, it, it, this, what we're doing is new. No, I mean, I could not have possibly imagined as a child this possibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Vanessa, what do you want to do when you grow, when you grow up? I'm going to be an online priestess and like teach online classes and yeah. No, I I remember seeing tarot cards. Like I was introduced to tarot as a kid and thinking, oh my God, wow, I want to learn how to read tarot. 
I, I remember wanting to be a poet. You know, if you'd asked me what I want to do when I grow up as a kid, it was a poet. Um, I knew that I, I, I was raised atheist, so I was, of course, very curious about spirituality. Um, and, you know, I knew that I wanted to make, make that my life, that I could not have ever imagined in a million years that I would know anything about computer code. Um, Facebook wasn't even around. Um, you know, I didn't learn about Facebook until the mid middle of my graduate work. And I'm, I, I don't, um, I don't have TV or really listen to the radio. So, um, I don't get a lot of information. I'm pretty behind the times about a lot of things. Um, and I remember being in this grad class and people were talking about procrastination. And one of the things they were doing was Facebook. And I'm like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a cell phone until I was 30, you know? Like <laughs> wow. <laughs> and now I'm like trying to find like ways to like smudge my phone and like energetically set up boundaries. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am um, one thing that I do, um, like I never take my phone into the bedroom and when I'm yes. done, when I'm done for the day, like I put my, I close my laptop and put my phone on my laptop and then I put a massive crystal like on the top of everything. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And then I just like let it sit there overnight. <laughs> Are you, can, the crystal can't hurt the phone, can it? <laughs> I, I hope not. Mine seems, to be, <laughs> mine seems to be okay. Maybe don't use any like magnetic <laughs> Stay away from pyrite or like hematite or something. But um, I usually, put, I've got like a really big piece of amethyst and I usually just put that on just because it's heavy and it just feels like, ah, just oh, you stay there. <laughs> you stay there. Yeah. Well, and that's, and then like if you take the amethyst off, right? Mm. That's a real conscious choice yes. as opposed to yeah. like, just mindlessly picking it up. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't, granted, I probably don't do it 100%, 100% of the time, but maybe like, you know, 85, 85%, I'm, I'm getting better. I've started taking um, Sundays, like making Sunday totally social media free, Yeah, which has been really good for me because we are, we're just living in this like crazy time, aren't we? Like everyone's so connected. And like I, um, a lot of the work I do, like I look at, I look at people's energy and, and like, I know you do do that too, but so often it's like, oh, you, you know, you, you're really like um, carrying a lot of other people's stuff. And then we're like, okay, oh is God. it your work colleagues? Is it your family? Like, is it your, like, who is it? And we're stripping away all this stuff. And then it's like, it's your phone. <laughs> Get off the internet. You know, like every time we, we turn on um, Instagram and we're scrolling, we're like, we're being energetically affected by all of that stuff. Um, yeah, and if you yeah. if your feed is full of, you know, people like, people like Vanessa, then you're fine. Cause you know, you're scrolling and you're being inspired and you're like, Oh, this is really great. Um, but yeah, like we, we're still learning how to do this. Like, like how long has it been that we've really been running these kind of businesses online? Like I think I've been doing it for four years. Um, and I know some people have been doing it for a lot longer than that, but it hasn't been that long really. This is my, sixth year but the first two years um I didn't have the business that I have now it was like a, an academic life coaching business while I was also finishing my PhD in anthropology that's amazing I didn't know you did that yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Well, I'm like surprises. <laughs> um, so cool. But I, you know, I was I was always kind of bringing spirit in and feeling mm-hmm. weird about that, and I finally just actually had to let go of the branding that had been professionally done for me by an amazing company and the professional website that I had, and I actually just need to make make my own. Um, and when I met them, I mean, I he said code, and I didn't even know what he meant. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that word meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I th- I think it is quite new. Um, I'm thinking maybe seven or nine, ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but then I get really excited. You know, like we were um, we were in the deck this weekend. I live in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Um, it's a tiny island surrounded by ocean, and we stopped at this uh, fish and chip takeaway um, right by the shore. And we were talking to this guy, um, Mo, so friendly. And I said, do you have Instagram? And he's like, no, what's that? <laughs> Amazing. And I was like, I do business mentoring, so it's like my job. But um, I honestly just wanted to sit down with him and like teach him everything about Instagram. Because it's a really great place, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, because he goes out and catches his own lobster. There are mussels right there that they go. And um, there's, you know, he feeds the crows and the eagles. And, and, you know, there's this kind of relationship that he has with the land. And I'm like, and of course, with all his customers, I'm like, how? What? Like, I, t- I told him what hashtags meant. <laughs> <laughs> it was exciting, you know? Um, yeah. And so like, when you think about connecting with each other it can be really exciting um but yeah also taking responsibility for what we're seeing and yeah. what we're sharing and how we're doing it yeah because it's like uh, we we talk a lot about like you know social media like oh i gotta take time off social media because it's like you know it's energetically draining or whatever but it is like while it can be that it's also been the thing that has allowed me to to run a business and to do this work. Like, I don't know how I would have, I mean, apart from, you know, the old school kind of way of like printing out your, (laughs) printing out your information, working in a, um, you know, working in the back of the new age shop or whatever, like I wouldn't have been able to, well, maybe I would have, but I wouldn't have been able to do it as easily. I wouldn't have been able to do it like from sitting in my office at home um, and so many of us, I think, who are doing this work, or even if you're not doing the work, but you're like connecting with other people who are into what you're into, like the internet has just been like incredible for, for connection and community. It has been, mm. you know, we wouldn't be talking without it. Um, yeah. So many people that are, you know, a big part of my life I met on the internet. Um, yeah. you know, I had, I actually had a, in like a location, I had an office in that time when I was doing that coaching. Um, and I had the business cards. They were so pretty. They had, <laughs> they had like a gorgeous bike logo and like, it was so gorgeous. And they were round. Um, sometimes wish I could use them, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it didn't work. Mm. Because it's just the the number of people who needed my service in a local area were too it's just too small. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I think certain kinds of 
lo location-based businesses can definitely work, but um, the kind of work that I do and that I, I think probably you do as well, you know, connecting on a kind of larger scale really does help. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can, you can just like, I don't know, I kind of just see it as like, I'm throwing out my energy to like the whole world. And whoever resonates with that can just like hook on and like, you know, we can connect. But yeah. you can't do that when you don't have, you know, when you, you only have your, your community. Like the area that I live in, um, we don't have a crystal shop. <laughs> we don't have, like there's nothing woo-woo going on around here. Um, and if I didn't have like the ability to work online, I wouldn't be able to do the work that I'm doing. Not me either. Yeah. yeah. Can you, can you talk about like, just for a minute, um, like how you do your work online? Because with the priestess program, um, you, you basically like hold space for groups of people, um, online and it's really magical. It feels it feels really like connected. Um, but I think sometimes I think that that's, I don't think that that's an easy thing to do. At least I found like, I found it a bit challenging in the past. Can you just let, talk about that a little bit about how you do that? Yeah. Um, are you talking about the zoom calls? Yeah. Well, the whole, the, everything really like your whole community. Yeah, you like you don't have to give away all your secrets. But like, <laughs> you know, just like, how do you feel about, um, you know, like running these, these sessions and holding space for such a big group of people, like, and doing that online and making it work. I had to wait for the technology. So, um, I imagined, I, I knew I didn't want to be a talking head. I talked about it yeah. as being a talking head. I didn't want to be that kind of teacher. Um, you know, I, Again, I, I come out of an academic background, and so that idea of standing in front of a room and teaching um, was being replicated in online spaces where you have webinars and things like that, where you have a teacher speaking um, and, and people passively, basically consuming uh, information. Um, and what I really wanted was, how can we do a circle? How can, how can we sit in a circle online? How does that work? <laughs> and um, I was introduced to Zoom and then I realized I could make it work on Zoom because you can see everyone. And I basically kind of took the principles of leading circle and the circle way. Um, and I actually, I must say, I talk about the circle way a lot, but I, it's a pretty loose, I'm not as strict, um, but I, I basically took the principles of circle and said, how can we do this online? How can I create sacred space online? Um, what can that look like? So, you know, I always kind of lead either a meditation or I drum or I sing uh, or I read a poem or we just take simple breaths to come into the space. Um, and I just imagine and, 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 and encourage that there's no multitasking so that this is not this we're not passively consuming anything here we're all here together um in re, it's basically a replacement for in-person stuff mm. so i really do think about the teaching um and in fact like priestess it's like it, i think of it as a live taught program it's not 
um, my, my tarot program is, is much more kind of almost self-study based where you can just go in and watch videos and download PDFs and things like that um, with also a community call. But the program with Priestess, I think about it as, okay, so we're not having to get on a plane to do this. You're not having to take a bus or get in your car or get dressed up or anything like that. Um, what could it be like for us to show up for each other? So that's kind of the way in which I think about it and really kind of encourage um, the community to think about it. And then with the, we, we do have a Facebook group at the moment. Um, you know, my partner started taking lead on that. And, you know, how can that be a space of community sharing and, um, and kind of a place for the program to live outside of of um, other spaces. So we just, we try and do things like we create temple spaces, you know, places for people to just come and, and sit. Uh, so we just, we, we just try and think about ways to use the technology uh, so that it's the most sacred as possible. Which is, <laughs> yeah, it can be a challenge at times, especially with certain platforms, but it's yeah, it's it's been fun. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it's really hard to keep up with like all the technology, you know. Like five minutes ago we had was it Periscope? Oh yeah. And everyone was getting on Periscope. like I was getting on Periscope. Everyone's getting on Periscope and doing stuff on there. And it's like, oh, this is such a great such a great platform, and then it like completely disappeared. Um and then we started to be able to do like Facebook lives, and it's like there's constantly like all of this new technology and then it's like, you've got to work out how to best use it for your community. And it's almost like by the time you work one thing out, there's like this other thing now it's like, Oh, okay. Like let's try this. Um, but I think, you know, it's like we, like we said before, like we are the first group of people that are doing this work in this way. Um, and it probably is going to take a bit of time to work out how to like best do it. But I think what you're doing, like the way that you're running the, um, the the circle and that you've got the Facebook group because I know like for me like I have I've have only made it really to like a handful of live calls but whenever I'd watch the replay like I'd just come into the group and I'd like share some of the stuff that was coming up or questions and there'd always be people in there to respond so even if I wasn't able to make it live um, I still felt like I was a part of the circle which oh, is really nice that's wonderful what was it like watching the recordings it was like I was there. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is that obviously I wasn't able to kind of like share um, in the moment, but I, I, there was a couple of times where I just felt really shared to um, really called to share something. So I just like went straight into the group after the call and just shared something in there. Yeah, that's so perfect. I still felt like I had that, um, like that connection with the group. And like, I felt like I could comment on what somebody had said or, you know, like, oh, you know, thanks for sharing this or whatever. And people would actually be there to, <laughs> to respond because <laughs> that's not always how it feels when we're doing online stuff. You know, sometimes it feels like you, if you miss a live call, like that's it, <laughs> like you've missed it. Um, it's just not, there's no point even watching the replay. Um, and there's a lot of communities, you know, there's a lot of groups out there that are like, you, you join the group and there's like nothing happening in there. Yeah, so, yeah. But it's hard. It's really hard to kind of like make all this stuff work. 
Well, I'd like to think about it in terms of like co-creation. And mm. so I think when, you know, kind of going back to the beginning, looking at everyone as a leader, um, yeah. you know, like I have, um, there's actually seven of us who lead the group. Um, there are five Melissa's and then there's my partner and I. Um, and so there's actually quite a lot of space, energetic space holding that's happening. Mm. Um, and, and the community members are encouraged also to, to co-create the space. It's very, very different than, um, I don't know, I don't know what the comparison is, um, but it feels different to me. It does feel different to me. Um, and my, my partner is, is very, very good at holding space. She, in, in circle way talks, she's very much a guardian, um, can kind of mm -hmm. understand the energy. Um, also very, very open and, and very vulnerable. We'll share her story quite a bit and also very funny. Um, and so, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when one of the first posts is, you know, talking about, um, you know, all the different kind of music people like, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, not what you might think. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's it, bringing some lightness and fun into it. I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's definitely been um, an incredible experience to be, to be a part of it. And um, like, you know, so much of what, what you do is inspired me and my, like the circle that I'm running, like a lot of your work has actually inspired me to even just create that. Cause I had, like, I had so many blocks around, like, you know, who am I to start a circle? <laughs> like who am I to call everybody to come and like join this community? Um, but, but I feel so much the same way you do, you know, it's like, we're not, we're not leaders in the sense of, well, this is my circle and you have to come and do what I say when you're in it. It's like, we're just the facilitators. Like we're just the ones who are like setting up the, <laughs> setting up the meetings and saying, we're going to meet at this time. Um, but yeah, like everybody is, everybody is equal. Oh, I love that. I, yeah. love, I love your circle. Yeah. So it's pretty fun. Actually. Um, I've just decided to start doing zoom calls with the circle. <gasps> So I have no idea what I'm doing or how it's going to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I was, I was starting to feel a little bit like, because um, I've been doing them on Facebook Live, which had been great because, you know, I wasn't even originally going to do any calls. Well, you're um, great on Facebook Live. But yeah, I was finding them really fun. But I also just, you know, I'm, I'm craving the connection. Like I want to hear other people's stories. I want to know what's going on for everybody else. Um, more than just, you know, sharing in the, in the chat. So we're going to see how that goes next week. Yay! <laughs> this week. Oh God. I'm so excited. Yeah. It, you know, it's like, it's like when you, when you see someone face to face, the connection gets deeper. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that's technology at its best, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm so excited. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. And it's, I, th I think like, it's so, it's so exciting that there's like, you know, these ripple, ripple effects. It's like, you know, one, one person is saying, Hey, it's not about me. It's about all of us equally. And then somebody else from that group goes off to create a group. And then someone else from that group can go off and create a group. And it's like, Oh, imagine <laughs> like the whole world is like, everybody's in, 
one of the imagine like the um I'm just kind of thinking about like your your work, Vanessa, and like how each of the people involved in the priestess program is creating their own communities and then you know the ripple effect from that is going to be well it already is like massive but yeah, yeah I, mean, there's, I mean there's i think over 20 guest teachers the five five melissas and then of course people within the community yeah. who are also creating communities um and you know i just love to think about it as just this great web of connection yeah. and yeah. isn't that a good thing um in terms of kind of this expanded view and yeah, what is it like to hold space? Hold space for so many different ways of, of being. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting times. I, I love it. <laughs> that didn't sound very convincing. <laughs> I, know you, I know you've been really busy, like, busy lately. <laughs> I know you really do love it. I do love it. I'm sorry that didn't come across. <laughs> no, I do love it. I do love it. Um, it's, you know, when, when it comes down to it, seeing, seeing the ways in which the work ripples out, um, there's nothing I can't really put into words how moving it is yeah 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 it's pretty it's pre been pretty amazing to be a part of it all oh thank you so vanessa would you like to share with us um a bit of info on where people can find you how they can find out about priestess school um i always call it priestess school when i'm telling um, i've got priestess school tonight um i know that's not the official <laughs> i know that's not the official title it's like i've got priestess school um but do you want to tell everybody like where they can find you and what you what you offer and all of that kind of stuff? Absolutely. So you can find me at vanessasage.com and all of my priestess work is at sagepriestess.com. And um, basically you can find all the information. Um, if you go to vanessasage.com, you're set. It'll take you to priestess. You're good. Um, I have a tarot school. I have, and that's a year long as well. I have a priestess certification program, uh, which is also a year. <laughs> I like to go deep with people. Mm -hmm. um, if you're listening to this right now, um, priestess is starting uh, June 7th, 2018. Um, and it opens once a year in the spring. Uh, so you can find out all the information uh, over at nsshage.com. And I also will be opening up some business mentoring sessions in the summer. Um, I'm booked right now, but I will be opening those up later. And um, also tarot readings, you can find, you can find me there too. Amazing. And I will put all of the links to all of your stuff, your website, everything in the, it'll be on the blog post that goes with this, uh, with this podcast episode, but it will also be in the show notes on iTunes as well. So if you're listening and you're like, what did she just say? You can just go and like <laughs> click on the, click on the link. Cause I always do that, right? Like I always hear, hear a podcast. I'm like, Oh, I really want to like check out that person. And then 
it's gone. So, so yeah, if you, if you need that information, check the show notes or come over to the, to the, um, the, well, if you're already listening on the blog, you're probably not going to come from iTunes to anyway, it'll be, in the, it'll be in the show notes. It has been such an honor to have you here. I feel like we just touched like the very tip of the iceberg of all of the, the stuff that you do and everything that you're offering. So I would love to have you back on again at some point, if you'd be up for it. Absolutely. Yay. I love that. Yeah. And we can, we can go even deeper. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you everybody for, for listening. And I'll, I'll see you in the next episode. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Lots of love and light. You've been listening to New Age Hipster Radio. For more good vibes and spiritual goodness, head to newagehipster.co. Thanks for listening and peace out.